Hey guys, welcome to Mayor Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm Jill. And I'm Lucas, and thank you for joining us for episode three. This is Jill's first pick. So we're very excited to... It is. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So we're very excited to hear what song you picked and hear all about it. Um, I'm excited too. I picked Still Feel Like Your Man. And I know everyone's like, oh my God, Jill, we get it. You like his hair short. (laughs) But that was part of the motivation of picking this song. And because I like music you can dance to. So this is a rare sort of track of John Mayer's where you can do that. But before we get deep into the song, we need to first compliment Lucas on being one minute early for today's podcast. Heck yeah. You have no idea how uncommon that occurrence is. Oh, they have no idea. 45 minutes late last time, 15 minutes late the first time. Not that I'm keeping track. I'm on spring break, so it was pretty But no, no, I'm not done. Okay. One minute early, but walked in on the phone and talked for six more minutes. (laughs) It was an important conversation. That's debatable. (laughs) Um, So we'll jump into John in the News, which is kind of light today, but um, a few days late when you guys hear this, John just played in Nashville and he surprised the crowd and brought Marin Morris out to sing Last Train Home, which I would have loved to have seen. I would love that as well. I think that's super cool. And I don't know if you know this, since you just found out that happened. They actually duetted Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, which John referred to as Instagram as it was always supposed to be a duet. Mm. And I've always felt it was duet-y. Duet-ish. It would have been a good duet is how I felt. Yeah. Why are you making that face? You disagree? No, I'm not disagree. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. I I, I would love to hear that. You can. You just go on Instagram and you can find like a thousand videos of it. I'm going to do that as soon as this is over. I'm in the middle of something right now, but as soon as I'm done with this. (laughs) Especially since we use your phone. Right. That would be good. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go check it out. Why don't you hit us with Still Feel Like Your Man's song bio? All right. Well, Still Feel Like Your Man is the first track on the search for everything. Mm -hmm. This is uh, John's return to pop music after his foray into Born and Raised in Paradise Valley, his Mm -hmm. Montana phase. Mm -hmm. There's a great quote he gave about this song and this album where he said, I'm a young guy. I like girls. I want girls to like me. I want to make music and be thought of as attractive. I was finally ready to re-enter that world and grow back into it. And so that's where we get this album. Uh, Search for Everything lineup is Pino Palladino on bass, as on pretty much every album. Mm -hmm. Steve Jordan back on drums uh, for this record. John tinkered with this song quite a lot. He's actually said, he's on record saying this is a song he's tinkered with the most as far as like arranging and rearranging, writing and rewriting. And he finally landed on something that he gave him the vibe of ancient Japanese R&B which is reflected in the video. That's just whatever that vibe of the song spoke to him about. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funky. I think The Search for Everything is a really sad album. I think it's probably his saddest album. I would agree with that. A lot of people refer to it as a breakup album. Mm -hmm. and Delayed breakup album. Right. (laughs) And if that is the case, then it's a really great opener Mm -hmm. to this idea of a breakup album because it really is kind of setting the stage for that and what's interesting is it's a sad song but it has such an upbeat tempo that you like forget yeah and i think that's that's one of the beauty of this song Mm -hmm. is that look like depression doesn't always look the same for everyone you know there's the kind of like stereotypical where it's going to come around with like just you know kind of like a mopiness or a sadness or a heaviness yeah but, but you it, can dance to it. You can dance to the Yeah, <laughs> it manifests itself differently in different times, right? Yeah, Sometimes yes. it manifests, like, I know if, like, for me, it manifests in the opposite, usually. I'm overcompensating. That is correct. Because I don't want to sit in my sadness, right? Yeah. So I'm going to make a video where I dance with pandas. Obviously, that's right? your first step. <laughs> first step to recovering from a broken heart, dance with pandas. Have you ever seen somebody dance with pandas and be sad? 
I don't think well, so. I've never seen Case anyone closed. dance with... Oh, okay. <laughs> One would argue this is not something you see every day. Although I do want to say that I went to the San Diego Zoo once, and that was my favorite exhibit was the pandas, and I bought my son a stuffed animal panda. He named him Bammy because pandas eat bamboo. Oh, and nice. like, you know, like you just your, your child ends up having one of those things that even as an adult, like you still talk about or you still have. Uh-huh. And so when that video came out, I was like, oh my God, John just gets me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have any more bio before we move on? No, let's talk about some uh, favorite and notable versions of the song. I mean, I think obviously, even though we already touched on it, you have to talk about the video. Absolutely. Because I remember the first time, first I was so excited it was coming out because I felt like, we hadn't seen John do anything in forever, right? right? And so I was so pumped and I was just like into his hair and I was like, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. This is going to be such a great video. And never once had I imagined that he would be dancing to choreography. Right, Like that right. was so, and it opens with like that slide and the dab and he's dancing and there's pandas and it's all coming at you so fast. And I was like, is this ironic or is this, am I supposed to like this? Like, I'm so confused. And I, I like it unironically. Right. So it missed its audience with me. Like, it was, I'm sure that was not the goal. Oh man, what did you think of the video? Well, and I think that we've talked about that before. That's the sort of John Mayer thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even when he's being kind of ironic or like insincere, yeah, he's still very much like, I know who I am. Yeah. Right? So he knows he's still cool, even yeah. if it's a little, you know. Um, I I think that the dancing is great. Yeah, so um, fun. I love that he's going for it. He said once in an interview that people have been asking him over and over again, "When are you going to dance in a video? When are you going to dance in a music video?" <laughs> no, they have not. And so <laughs> here he here he is fulfilling all of your boy band dreams. You know. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. That that's a good point because it did remind me of uh, boy bands, and it reminded me of how much I love New Kids on the Block and stuff like that. <laughs> and it just, it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And you would think after taking like a bit of a break and coming back, like one might be cautious as to what their first video is and really and want just, to knock it out of the park. Right. And I think he did knock it out of the park, but I think there was a big window of this might be a strike. Right. Like swing and a miss for sure. Some people might've read that as. It has definitely not been 100% well received. Oh, that that is true. That yeah. is very true. Which song which and video combination do you think is more t- closely linked? Do you think New Light or I Still Feel Like Your Your Man? What do you mean like when, like when, like the, when you like song? when you think of New Light? Mm-hmm. Do you think immediately think of the video? Cuz I do. I don't. Okay. And then when I think of I Still Feel Like Your Man, I, I immediately feel the video on that one as like well. Like 100%. Okay. Because I think that I enjoyed that particular video more. You just love some some dancing. I love to dance. You I love, love a who man dance. who can dance. I never once thought when I meet John Mayer someday again mm-hmm. and I ask him to dance, he might be like Oh, I don't dance, or right. he might dance horribly, which would make me very disappointed. And now I found out that it'll go just fine, except for the height difference. So pretty excited <laughs> about my hypothetical future. We'll just get you some really tall heels. That I do wear a lot to compensate. I do wear a lot of really tall heels. Yeah. You do love yourself a good, a clean cut man who can dance. I do. So search for everything. Hair, a haircut. It's everything. Him dancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. What is he trying to do here? Ridiculous. I, he's like creating the perfect concoction to appeal to you. I yet still has not answered my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say he still hasn't agreed to come on the podcast, but I haven't asked him yet because I thought we should have more than like five episodes before I ask. Probably to, a good idea. To prove we're serious. So let's talk about the song meaning. I well, think... there's another... Uh, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, another version? There's oh, another okay. version that I want to draw attention to. Right. And it was uh, the Hank Nutley version. 
Sorry, Hawk Nutley. Yes. Hawk Nutley yes. version, okay, right? Good call. So uh, he Hawk Nutley was this guitar player singer who showed up on the Jimmy Kimmel show mm-hmm. and was sitting in the band. Very biker looking dude, long hair, long beard, bandana, you know, leather vest. Yeah. The whole nine. And just obviously being silly through the whole thing. End of the show, he's going to perform one of his songs. And the bit is that when Jimmy's up on stage introducing him, he realizes that the beard is fake and pulls yeah. it off and pulls off the wig. And we realize it's John Mayer underneath. Surprise! And it's been John Mayer the whole time, right? Yeah. John Mayer has a long-standing affinity for talk shows that's mm-hmm. been well-documented. Uh, and so then they do the magic of editing. And all of a sudden, it's John Mayer and John Mayer clothes. And then he yeah. goes on to play, I Still Feel Like Your Man. Yeah. And every time I've seen that song played live, the drummer is playing like a ridiculously small kit. Mm-hmm. Like the snare drum is very small, the bass drum is very small. It almost looks like he's playing a toy kit. It's very hilarious. <laughs> Why? Because he can't fit on talk show stages? Well, or? no, it's just it's a very minimal song. Uh-huh. There's just you know, I think one of the things I've really come to appreciate about John doing these deep dives into his songs mm-hmm. is he really is economical. He doesn't waste space. Yeah, you know, yeah. like musically, lyrically, he mm-hmm. doesn't need a lot of runway. He just gets to the point, sure. right? Yeah. And and that's that's a skill. Where you don't need a ton of words to say everything is a skill that I clearly don't have because I need do a I. million words to say everything. I think we'd be bad podcast hosts if we we're like, this song was good. Bye. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't know. Maybe um, people would like that. <laughs> right? I there's a million like super cringy like YouTube covers of this song too. Oh, I think I wouldn't want to cover it because it's yeah. so high. That first, still feel like your man. Yeah, he does sing a lot of it in falsetto. Yeah. Um, I think. This song is like, it's such a John Mayer song Mm -hmm. that to listen to somebody else singing it, the best analogy I can give you, it's like, there's a, you have a a custom fitted suit, Mm -hmm. you know, it's custom tailored and somebody else is wearing it Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't look right on them because it's not fitted for them. It looks great on you. It's still a good suit. Yeah. It's not the suit's fault. It looks great on the person (laughs) who it was fit for, right? Yeah. It just doesn't fit right on other people. That's how I feel about that. Kind of like how your Costco brand, no, Kirkland, Kirkland brand, brand John, John Mayer. Mayer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it just doesn't, that song just doesn't fit right on other people, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. So okay. now we'll talk about song Now let's talk about the song. The song. You uh, pick the song, Jill. So you start us off. Tell us. Song. I mean, I what does it mean to you? We all already knew it was about Katy Perry. But we asked me what it meant to me. Sorry, yeah. I started with what it means to we can use <laughs> Well, that's fine. You can tell us what, what do whatever I want because it here. is out there, right? He did say it in I think it was New the New York, York Times, Times interview, yeah. yeah, that it was about Katie. And so, I felt like it, two things happened for me with the song. One, I felt like it kind of humanized him because, as I think I've shared before, like when my kids were younger and the, there was Paradise Valley and um, Born and Raised, like he was still on my radar. I've always been a huge fan, but I kind of got like out of the loop a little bit. Um, and, you know, he had some bad publicity, as we all know about, but I yeah. still continue to love him anyway, which is a hard argument to carry at the time when you're talking to other people about it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the song really humanized him. Yeah. You know, because it was so honest and vulnerable. And I definitely felt like, oh, wow, I felt like this. I can appreciate this. Um, so I think it's weird because when we were younger celebrities... You knew stuff about them, but the whole Instagram, like, you, you really feel like you know them. Yeah. You know, because you've, like, seen their living room. Right. Like, it's such right. a weird thing. <laughs> if I was famous, I don't know how I'd handle it. Like, what, they know what your backyard looks like. Like, yeah. your bathroom while you're doing a makeup tutorial. Like, that's your house, guys. And I'm not saying that John overshares on social media, because he doesn't. He has, like, his current mood set, and right, that's about it. Right. But I do think that, like, when they go on a journey where they're dating someone, mm-hmm. like, you kind of feel ways about it, too. And so it's almost cathartic for you when they write a song about it. 
That yeah, it gives you some sweet. sort of closure. Yeah, what about you? I'm assuming you can identify with the... Yeah, definitely. I think, I, I again, talking about John, I think this is was definitely part of a concerted rehabilitation effort. Mm, right? That's of good point. Uh, him saying... You know, he's even said, like, when he, in that same interview, when he said it was about Katie, mm-hmm. it was like, I've, she's the only person I've dated for like four five or five years. years. Yeah. Just give me this. Yeah. 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 See, I so, told you I don't need to read the articles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so, like you said, so vulnerable to be like, yeah. yeah, you know who the song's about. Yeah. You know, she knows it. I'm not trying to hide it. She knows how I feel, you know? Well, and that's the other thing. Like, isn't that crazy? That you can write a song about someone mm-hmm. and them and their current boyfriend and their parents, right. their dog, whatever. Baby Anyone can hear the song about. Like, wow. Yeah. You gotta be brave. Yeah. I think. I didn't and, interrupt you. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's also just being honest, right? And That's I think true. he really wanted to be honest with how he was feeling in that moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, putting it out there that it's about her. There's, you know, I've been thinking about the line. There's a line in the bridge that says, still like the letters in your name and how they feel, babe. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what it means, but if you want to take a guess, so John has four letters, mm-hmm. the second letter is a vowel. Mm-hmm. Katie, the way she spells it, has four letters, the second letter is a vowel, mm-hmm. if you don't count sometimes why. Mm-hmm. Mayor, his last name has five letters. <laughs> Perry, her last name has five oh. letters. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He seems like a type of guy who gets lost in the details a bit. Uh-huh. But also, is Katie Perry's real name Katie? I don't think no, that it is. No, it's Catherine. Oh, no, I know that Katie stands for Catherine, but I know if that was like a stage name. Like oh, Perry, Perry, Perry is not her last name. No. Yeah. And John would really be Jonathan. Okay. Right? Yeah. So there's another parallel. Yeah. I do wonder if that's what it is. I definitely don't know what that means. Yeah. But, um, okay, so should we like break down the lyrics? This, let's do it. I think we're kind of already, already in, in there, it. so let's I, keep going. I think that one thing when we do this, I we always say we're going to start with our favorite lyric, uh-huh. or that's what the segment is, but then we just start talking about the lyrics. Right. Why limit ourselves? I'm exactly. Gonna a, a lyric discussion. Heck yeah. And then obviously you're going to share what your favorite one is. I mean, it's our podcast, right? So it, uh, Yeah, I hope so. So the um, most popular lyric, I would say- On by, the Instagram. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't pull it that way. Oh, okay. But generally speaking, I mm-hmm. think most people talked about mm-hmm. and most notable is the one about keeping the shampoo in the shower in case she wants to wash her hair. Definitely. So I do want to touch on something on Instagram, which would normally go on listener feedback, but I'm sprinkling it throughout the podcast where necessary. Awesome. Um, at Anna Ventassel wrote that i quote i love this lyric so much it paints such a vivid picture and makes this song feel incredibly genuine on the podcast you talked about songs that feel true to his experience and this song feels true it's relatable who hasn't gone through a breakup and tried to hold on to the feelings for a while afterwards the shampoo represents that desire to just pause and not have to face the reality the relationship is over Future co-host, wow. I hope. We need to have her on, Shout right? Shout out to Anna. Anna's, uh, Anna's great. So you, here's my connection to Anna. We went to You know the, her too? Oh, yeah, you yeah. You know all the people who I brought comments from. <laughs> we went to the same high school together. Then we went to she college went to together. School? No way. And we majored in the same thing in college. Then we actually taught at the same school for a while together. And then we walked down the aisle together. Wow. Not to Wait, get what? married to each other <laughs> at a mutual friend's wedding. Got we it. were the pair that ended up walking down. So I yes. wonder if these friends of yours think they're talking to you when they DM us. They're just talking Surprise, to the podcast. It's me, guy. Talking to the podcast. And and she's been friends with my sister since they were like. Eight. I mean, you're talking to her she's social great. media manager, obviously, because yeah. we're huge. Um, but she's very, very intelligent and has great insight. Uh, always clearly. Has. Always has. Yeah, yeah, I loved that comment. 
And I think that just kind of speaks to what we were saying anyways. Yep. Um, do you have thoughts about the shampoo in the shower lyric? Um, it made me feel so sad for him. Yeah, so he even, he's even said about that line specifically that if it was in a ballad, it would be too sad for human consumption. Uh, so oh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's great. I've 100% been there, and I think so many of us have, yeah. when our place turns into my place again, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there's stuff of yours that's still left out and yeah. around. Yeah. And you look at it, and you smell it, and it reminds you of that person. And there's that phase where you don't want anything to change mm-hmm. because you have those moments where it still feels like you're their man. Yeah. But then there's comes a place when you're ready to move on and get over it where it's like, okay, I have to get rid of all oh, this like stuff. Oh, like moving on and getting over yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes, because you're never going to move on as long as her shampoo's in your shower. Yeah, right? true, as long true. As, yeah. That is very true. And it's interesting what you just said about smell because smell is such a strong, you know, it really can Sense memory. Yeah, bring memories back and mm-hmm. shampoo definitely... I never thought about it like that. I thought, oh, he just sees the shampoo and it makes him sad. But of course, the way your girlfriend's hair smells is something you you stick with. Yeah, definitely. The smell is so, so important. When I was pregnant with my son, I was nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. And I um, would be in this place that had the bread inside the building because they were trying to keep it cool. And uh-huh. so the smell of fresh bread makes me nauseous to this day. My oh, son's no. 17 years old. Oh, and if my I go God. in that building, I have to like physically prepare, like hold my breath. Like, you'll be okay. You won't get sick. You won't get sick because it all comes back. You're so, you're so conditioned. Yeah. TMI, not on topic, but I had to share it. Okay. Well, and I, I also like the lyric that comes after it. And okay. I know you probably found yourself some more somewhere, right? Yeah. It's like it's an acknowledgement that like, I know this is silly. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's this is my emotion. This is how I feel. Yeah. I know it yeah. doesn't make rational sense. Yeah. In the same way, this whole song is like, I know I'm not your man. I just still feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a little bit of a hard time. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my favorite lyric mm-hmm. is the very first verse, the beginning <laughs> of the room. The prettiest girl in the room, she wants me. I know because she told me so. Mm-hmm. So it just starts out. If you've never heard the song before, you're first listening to the song. You're not. Ex- no, you don't think it's You have it's no sad. idea where the song's going, <laughs> All right? right, John, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I think that's brilliant. Like that right off the bat, the first thing you hear is the prettiest girl in the room, she wants me. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. And he's like, I know because she told me so. But then when you can't come over, you have to dab when you're talking to her. <laughs> just to clarify. Um, but then, you know, she's like, come over. I want to get to know you, but I just don't think I can. Because nope. um, I still feel like your man. And I get that. I felt that way in, in, in my life. Where yeah. it's like, when you've, if you've been in like a monogamous relationship with someone for a mm-hmm. very long time, mm-hmm. and that's the only person you've had any level of like intimacy with, especially sure. physically physical intimacy, yeah, it can just feel very wrong to touch somebody else oh that's not totally how they feel totally you know yeah, yeah. no i get that 100 percent um my favorite lyric is going to be no surprise to you because we've talked about it before but also because you've met me is that i love still feel or still like to leave the party early and come home babe of course you do don't you know of babe course you do. i'd rather sit here on my own and be alone babe because i'm a bit of a homebody i mean is there a better illustration of our the difference in our personalities than the lyrics we chose yeah you're out in the club some girl's hitting on you I, I, the prettiest girl in the room i'm at home in my pajamas i've literally never done this podcast not in my pajamas <laughs> And we were talking about having a co-host down the road. I was like, man, I have to get dressed for that one. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I also want to say that we we talked about this before we recorded, that it was interesting that John sort of called back to one of his other songs in oh, the yeah. lyrics. But mm-hmm. hold on, because no one can say it better than at Yo-Yo Skittles. What's her real name? Uh, Alexis. Alexis said, quote, I love the throwback and the bridge. Still think I'm never going to find another you, babe. 
Like, he's being all down on himself and humble about being stuck on this girl. But not too humble to make a nod towards his own discography. Like, I want to be friends with her so bad. Well, I am. Yeah, please introduce me. Um, I love love a good self-referential, John, right? Yeah, the way she worded it, but Mm -hmm. so clever. Um, Yes. So what you're noticing is all of my friends are English teachers. Apparently, they're very into the lyrics. (laughs) I was like, we've got a lot of lyric information here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely missed it the first couple times I heard it. And then, I mean, back when I heard the song the first time, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, that's so cute. And I love when people do that. Like when Britney Spears, her loneliness wasn't killing her anymore. And uh-huh. I think Taylor Swift's done it. And I don't know. I think it's cute. And I like when people do that. So that is all my listener feedback. That wraps it up. But hey, strong listener feedback. You guys Well done, you going. guys. Yes, yeah. we, we absolutely, we appreciate all of the... All of the feedback, all of Especially the messages. Especially if you're an English person, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, I have the best friends. So. Uh, oh, wait. If, so, it's at Mayor Studies. At Mayor Studies. If you want to be a part of the conversation. After or before. So, you could comment on this podcast. Absolutely. And or see our polls and questions for the future podcast. And the next podcast is actually chosen by you guys. Yes. So, immediately go to Instagram and vote because we need to record it in a couple days. And I need time to prepare. Yeah. Lucas loves a good prepare. I, I need a, a long prep time. I like to, like, live inside the song for yeah i just feel like i already know everything and i'm not worried about it yeah. but you can tell because you have a lot more in an article he said <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i just feel like really sad for him in that part. <laughs> well yeah and i this is a sad song that's introducing a it's sad disguised, album and, but it's disguised it as like you. a funk tune you know mm-hmm. and i i think i think i that's great I are there, love is there another dissonance. song can you think of another song that does that the content sad but they have it to like a more upbeat dance track I'm sure. I'm putting you on the spot. I, I can't know. think of one off the top of my head. I, I'm oh, sure. go to our Instagram and tell us if you Thank think you. of one. Thank you. I'm sure there's yeah. a million examples, and as soon as I stop so recording, I'm going to think of all of them. So you don't think that John's the first person to do that? He's definitely not the first person okay. to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think especially with like, there's plenty of like aggressive music, like rock music, mm-hmm. that's like pretty sad, but you know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. So let's rate the song then. Okay. So Jill. Lucas. This song. Is this the John who sings the quiet songs? Is it the John who turns the ladies on? A hundred percent quiet songs. When you have a lyric like you can't get rid of someone's shampoo in case they need to wash their hair. Mm-hmm. That is sad. It but I will note, just like the time you mentioned to me that he smirks and now it's all I see, mm-hmm. I will note that. I never paid a lot of attention to the opening lyric. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, people are hitting on him. And he's like, I can't go home with you. Because right. I figure he probably gets hit on a lot. Or maybe I'm he sure doesn't. Does. Because as we'll find out when I met him, I did not say a lot of words. Because oh, okay. But um, so I think that in in hindsight now, when we, which is so fun about the podcast, like mm-hmm. digging into the lyrics. It's like, yeah, but still there's a little bit of, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in there. But I say 100% quiet song. Video. 100% turns the ladies on. Got Ironically, it. I'm sure that wasn't his... I don't know what his goal was, but it worked for me. Lucas, what do you think? Uh, in a nod to his famous ex, who the song is about, mm-hmm. I'm going to be hot and cold and yes and no. Oh. And I'm going to say... <laughs> it's both. What? It's both. That's my kind of answer. It's true. It's the right answer. Okay. First of all... Someone on Instagram whose name I can't remember okay. specifically DM'd me okay. that I'm gonna look him up. That 
there's no right or wrong answers and he loves our discussions. And to which I replied, yeah, there is a right <laughs> and wrong. I'm right and Lucas is wrong well, and I would like to shout him out as soon as I find him. While you're looking that up, I'll let me defend my answer here. Okay. It's a definitely a quiet song because he's sad. Like the sadness is all over this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I'm never going to find another you, you know, if we talked about the, sh- the shampoo line. Mm-hmm. The yeah. prettiest girl in the room wants me, but I can't. Like, that is sad. That, that was definitely... Or is he issuing a challenge? Because <laughs> the way you made it sound right then, uh-huh. I don't think you meant to, but it was like, yeah, I can't. Like, ooh. Yeah, no, I mean, try. that was definitely, like, when I when I went through, the last time I went through a, a, a big breakup, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really struggled with those issues, too. Of, yeah. like, yeah. wanting to go talk to a million girls just to feel... Yes. To distract myself from the overwhelming sadness mm-hmm. for just a, f- a few minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also just feeling like I was like the worst date ever during that period because all I would do was talk about my ex. Mm-hmm. For like a year straight. You could ask me. Surprised people would go on dates. Was there mm-hmm. second dates? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, amazing how many people would be like, I can fix them. Oh, girls do it's that. It almost became like That's a competition weird. for some girls. Like a competition. It was like, a challenge. See, right. I'm right. Like, he's so into his ex. Man, mm-hmm. She must be amazing. But, like, I can be that. I can get him to feel that way about me. I See, think. that sounds like an exhausting approach for me. I would yeah. just... I don't know if this is the healthiest thing. In, in hindsight, I would have advised them to stay far, far away. I think I did and the, the, advise them to stay far, far away, and they just didn't listen. But. Um, so, to throw it back real quick, the person who DM'd us and said that was... Etienne Daniel? He's going to okay. have to DM me and tell me how to pronounce that. So I, I think it's French. That sounds French. Um, I don't know. But then he DM'd me back and he's like, yeah, Jill, you are always right. And I was oh, really yeah. validated because that happened. Um, um, so that's why I think it's the quiet song. I oh, yeah. Think, sorry. I also think he's turning the ladies on because obviously the prettiest girl in the room wants him. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess you're right. Well, I guess there is no right or wrong because, like we discussed, it is left up to interpretation. No, I, I like what you just said. Let's just go back to that. When you're like, I guess you're you're right. Oh, yeah. I, I like that part better. I just think that was an illustration of like this is how much I can't get over you. It wasn't like look at me, I'm so cool. Girls are hitting on me, but maybe it was like ninety five percent that five percent smirk. Right, right. <laughs> we should just have a smirk category. Turn the ladies on, quiet song, smirk category. <laughs> well, so we just talked about like you said like. It became like the challenge, right, for mm-hmm. like the girls that I would date during that period. Is John doing the same thing here? That's what I just yeah. said to you. Yeah, yeah he's issuing a challenge. Yeah, or I like... never thought it till you. I like. I don't. I don't think that. I think you, the way you just something in your tone made me mm-hmm. think. Oh shoot, is it a challenge? Come over now here. Now I and don't know. <laughs> make me feel like your man. I mean, he's been very open and saying that he would go to like industry parties or whatever, and girls would be like, "Oh no, like I won't even talk to you." Mm. My publicist says, "Publicist said stay away." Like I want nothing to do with you. And then they'd put him on so their other maybe, phone, and he'd be in a drawer alone. Exactly. Well, yeah. no, he wouldn't even gotten the, the phone number no. digits. So I don't know if maybe that was like, you know, yeah. a challenge. And as, as I said, we'll this is definitely when he comes his, on the show. his rehabilitation album. You know, for sure. Yeah, all, right. all right, so let's talk about how much I love John. That's what I love. Oh, about. I, I think we all, I think the answer to this is pretty clear, but I'm going to ask it anyways, mm-hmm. just for the sake of content. <laughs> how much did the song make you love John Mayer? 
on a scale of one to five, I give it a one million. Oh <laughs> why? Why would you set the scale? You just said it a second ago on a scale of one to five. I'm illustrating. Your own I'm scale. illustrating. I always have been like on a scale of one to ten, I give oh. it an eleven. And um, so now what happens? We're in this arms race, right? And so when we do Walt Grace, you're gonna be like, oh, oh two million? a billion, yeah, yeah. And we're just gonna exponentially infinity. That'll be my answer there for that. Always having to one up the next. Fine. Answer. On a scale of one to five, I give it a six. Is oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we've I'm learned nothing. You we've just learned nothing. Your um, I love that there's some humility mm -hmm. in it, and I love the video because it's fun, it was unexpected, and it's my favorite John looking situation. Yeah. I love a reference to staying home because, aside from illustrating a point here, I have heard him say he's content alone, he's content at home, he doesn't always have to be going out and doing things. Mm -hmm. And that's very much the point I am in my life. Like I love going out. It just seems to like drain my like social battery, I guess. Yeah. And so then I need to not do that again for a while. Whereas like you will go out like two nights in a row. And to me that's just mind blowing. Because I'm the absolute opposite. Like it yeah. fills my my battery. Mm -hmm. Like I need to be out. Like I can be home and chill mm -hmm. for a bit. But like I always feel so much better when I'm out, when I'm around people. Social, yeah. I'm just super I'm super extrovert. My thing has turned all the way to extrovert. Well, I'm a performer. Is, I like to be yeah. up in front of people. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. Yeah. I just feel like you're right because I do do social stuff and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so great. Like I should do this more often. But mm -hmm. I think like the pandemic broke me. In oh some yeah, way. I think it's like for a lot I really of am just like, I just really probably shouldn't do this two nights in a row. I really need to watch some Netflix. <laughs> Well, so, here's, so I might get better. And here's what I want to tell the people when I'm trying to convince them to come out with me multiple nights in a row is <laughs> if you stay home, you know how that night's going to end, right? Yes. You know what that night's going to look like. Yeah. That's come out comforting about it. <laughs> Who knows what the night's going to be, right? That would 100% convince me to not go out with you <laughs> so much. It's like the scene in The Matrix, right? When they're like, you know what's down that road, you know where it ends, mm. and you know it's not where you want to be. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's why I love... So let's start a trilogy of movies. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love going out, because you never know. Sometimes it's boring and end up being like yeah. a, a night. Sometimes it's like these great stories that then I'll tell you the next day because you were asleep while I was... Accurate. Nice. Yeah. I do love when you when you have plans that aren't planned in advance, like things that spur the moment and they end up being like the greatest nights of your life. Uh-huh. Those are my favorite kind of memories. Yeah. All right, so discussion questions. Lucas, I was going to ask you if you ever felt this way, but I feel like we've definitely addressed that adequately unless you want to expand. No, I mean, it's just, yeah, for sure. Have you, do you have a specific instance of when you felt like this? That's what I'm curious of. No. I mean, I guess that, that was a long pause. Sorry, this is no. a podcast. <laughs> well, you're, you're... Sometimes I forget we're recording. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And like I just talking to you. Yeah. I love that. That's what I should be. I love that for you. Yeah, we're just two friends chatting. Um, I think that I think that I do. I think John probably just articulates it like in a deeper, more interesting way than than I would. I mean, it's been a while since I've dated anybody. I don't like the feeling of heartbreak, so mm -hmm. I don't think it's worth right. <laughs> risking it to a certain degree. So I'll say in that way. I feel it, but have, have I, I've you, never kept anyone shampoo, if that's what you're asking. Well, ha, have you felt this? So I think of this very, in a very physical way, mm -hmm. like, I, you know, but have you felt it like in an, in an emotional sense where it's not just touching somebody else is weird, mm -hmm. but like even talking to somebody else or having feelings for somebody else just feels weird or not normal no, or I don't foreign. Know. No, I because I identify with the song, but I'm gonna say no because when the, when a, a relationship's ended, mm -hmm. even if someone else was the one to end it, and I was sad about it, 
um, because I'm just kind of built the way I am. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, it's time to move on from that then. So I wouldn't have the two feelings at once. I wouldn't even be trying to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'd be mm-hmm. like, I need to work through this and stop feeling sad right. and then move on to the next phase, which would be talking to someone else. So it's like compartmentalized for mm-hmm. me already. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know what I'm trying to say. In no, my head, for sure. But, yeah, definitely. But I can also identify with and understand mm-hmm. why that would be weird for somebody i wouldn't be going to the party i guess i would just be like no right. i'm in my at well okay i just said i never go like out anymore right. but i would be at my at home jammies eating ice cream watching gilmore girls face right. maybe that's a female thing maybe boys don't deal with breakups that way i don't think it's a gender thing i think mm-hmm. it's a personality, personality thing. thing yeah i honestly so when i went through my last big breakup i did the opposite and i was mm-hmm. just a mess as you are well aware and yeah. i was just like all over the place if something tragic like that were to happen to me again at this point, I would no. go the opposite and I would just go real small. How do you um, know? Because I plan for everything. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, I would go real small because I think that's that's the better way to do it. So you're well, not I flailing. I was very much flailing. Yeah, because the and... thing is when you're in a situation like that mm-hmm. and you're reacting, mm-hmm. that's when things that you can't go back on can happen. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and then you end up hurting other people in a way, yeah. even unintentionally. Even intentionally. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. And me and me and, uh, me and my wife were talking about this just the other day about like exes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl I dated before her, who I dated for like three years, um, she was like, do you think she even, like, do you think she knows you got married and had kids? Because our whole thing was, like, we never wanted to get married, never want to have kids, right? Yeah. And I was like, I, yeah. I don't know if she, I, her personality is the kind that I think, like, after we broke up, mm-hmm. she never checked on me in social media, never looked, <laughs> never asked. And she, she was so done mm-hmm. that she didn't just, like blocked me on social media she left the continent that she, is not why she left she moved continent. to an entire different continent after we broke up so uh you know i think definitely uh you know some people have that of like no it's just done it's over yeah. never thinking about it again and then other people you know like for me when you know me and my wife split for a while i was zero percent over yeah so it was there was no I wasn't trying to move on. I wasn't ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that just, you know, it feels, this is the person who's supposed to be there. Yeah. And anyone else, like, all right, it's something for now, but it just oh, never that's feels just, that's right. That's a weird reaction for me. I just, we're so different. I'm surprised we're such good friends sometimes. Yeah, well, because the important things outweigh some of the superficial stuff. Like our favorite kind of cookies. <laughs> exactly, which they're just sitting here. She's got I a box of cookies one, on the table right now. <laughs> And I keep, my hand keeps moving towards it and I keep saying, oh, I can't crunch these cookies. In this Did podcast. you bring a different discussion question other than identifying with the song? Yeah. So here's, and I just want to ask the question. I'm not making any accusations here. Oh gosh. Okay. I just want to ask the question. I think it's worth exploring. Uh-huh. Is this song a little bit stalkery? Oh, uh, okay. You know, I just, I think yeah. there's, there's a thin line mm-hmm. between... I still keep your shampoo in the shower mm-hmm. and like I dress up a pillow next to me in your old clothes and I spray your perfume on it and I cuddle it every night to feel I like you're there. I don't understand your logic. I, no? I don't, I don't get that at all from this. Uh-huh. I think that is your gate code still your birthday? Mm-hmm. Different song, different podcast right. is more the vibe that you're talking It'll about. It'll be the same podcast, right? Same <laughs> podcast episode. I'm going to start a new podcast. <laughs> um, and I think that I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's just, I think it's just honest. And I think just like you said about your ex-girlfriend, like, of course she's looked you up. Like, I don't understand why we pretend why we 
that we don't do that with each other. Like your profile's public, right? Yeah. She knows you're married and you have a kid. There's there's no way. Well, she knows I have a kid because we ran into each other at a wedding. The kids plural then. Yeah. And uh, I was there with my daughter. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't think everyone's that way. I think a lot of people are that way. I don't mm-hmm. think everyone's that way, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think it's stalkerish? No, you said you weren't accusing anybody. You were just throwing a question out there. Yeah, I just wanted to throw the question out yeah. there. And the other thing um, is I want to talk about the dancing. Okay. I love that he put the work in on it. I love that he did the choreography mm-hmm. and everything because dancing is my Achilles heel. It really it's is. It's the thing yeah. about me that I... I'm most sad that it's a skill that I don't have. You probably have it. You're just self-conscious about it. I'm super self-conscious. Yeah. I'm in a position where I uh, oftentimes talk to young men for a living. Mm -hmm. And I will always encourage them, like... To learn to dance? Yes. (laughs) The best thing you can do for yourself from a romantic standpoint (laughs) is learn how to dance. My son can dance, right? Well, look who his mom is. Right? Yeah. What's that do with you? telling him <laughs> well but no like definitely encourage it because like that's it's just such uh you know when you're young it's like oh dancing is like whatever yeah when you yeah, get grown so. it's such a great it's social important. social skill yeah so I, I love that he's going for it even if it's not you know necessarily like the most comfortable place for him no and i think you could tell to a certain degree that there's discomfort but and i and see because i don't go back and rewatch the videos but i remember watching a video where he specifically said no like i went to the studio yeah. i practiced like i was all in on this i wanted to do it right even if he was doing it ironically he was still going to succeed at it which brings me to a question i think i've asked you before like mm. i wonder what john mayer is bad at because he mm. adopted tiktok like no problem despite a backlash from right. certain fans and he seems to just pick anything up and so i'm just curious like maybe he can't cook or something i don't know so the, i think the t- typical knock on him mm-hmm. that, so he's a very very confident guy mm-hmm. and i think that's a lot of where his success comes from is that confidence yeah. i think it's a big part of the john mayer package mm-hmm. for some people that confidence can then spill into arrogance sure um and so then that tends to be kind of unlikable mm-hmm. or you get a little too big for your britches and that's kind of been his yeah. uh, issues in in life before previously you've getting a little bit big for britches but i'm sure He's a super talented dude, but I'm sure there's like a whole host of things that like he's low key no good at. Like I can't roller skate very well. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I can't Even whistle. Like, I can't whistle either. Oh hey, you're a musician. That's crazy. I know. Well, I'm, I'm a drummer. I can use my hands. I don't use my mouth when I play drums. Yeah, like I just figured like you must be able to sing or you're like musical in general. No, and so people are always like, dude, you're a drummer. How come you can't dance? Yeah, and I, I agree with being confused about that. And I wonder if I'm too self-conscious and that's just the issue. I wonder if that's being a good said. dancer requires a certain amount of like just Not confidence caring. or lack of self-awareness, right? <laughs> of like, I'm just going to go no. out there and have fun. And I'm no. like usually painfully self-aware. Yeah. And I'm so concerned about the way I'm perceived by people and how other people see me that yeah. I don't like putting me, myself in a position where my deficiencies are being broadcast, sure, right? Sure. So I'm not great at dancing, so mm-hmm. I don't want to dance because yeah. and people are like, oh, here's something you're not very good at. That is, I, no, no one's watching you and like, oh my God, something he's not good at. That, I've never wondered how I looked when I danced because I just, I love it, so I'm and so And that's joyful. why you're a good dancer. <laughs> well, we're going to work on Lucas's 
dancing ability and dancing confidence right. moving forward. Do I need a dance teacher or do I need a psychologist? Right. Which is you need a teacher to go back when you were in fifth grade and tell you and exactly this is important and be for like, you. Guys, you're gonna want to learn. Because you are an dance, avid non-dancer. You were straight up like a cast member of Footloose. Mm -hmm. Like you went to a nightclub for my 21st birthday and stood on this platform, it was like multi-level nightclub with your arms crossed mm -hmm. the entire night. You never, I mean, you were like, talk, you're talking to us. Right. You look miserable, but you refused to change your body posture and your arm placement. And I was like, are you, are you good? Well, I am really great at two things when we're in the club. One, I am really great at holding up that wall and making sure yes, it doesn't fall down. You did a great job protecting us. <laughs> yes. And I am an elite level purse holder. <laughs> I can hold a purse like nobody's business. And then business. you don't have to dance because you're like, I'm really busy with this purse. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's, she's out there. See that one out there? You know, that that's that's mine. I, you just I, bring a purse with you when you were broken up. <laughs> you know, my girl's out on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, in the interest of Lucas and I getting to have some cookies, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you guys for sticking around for episode three, keeping it going. I'm really excited for episode four because this is one that we're not picking. The power yeah. is in your hands. Yeah. So like literally when this ends, please go to Instagram because it's a short window where we're going to have up asking for suggestions. We'll take the most popular suggestions and do a poll, probably go from there. And um, I a prediction so mm -hmm. I think it's going to be slow dancing in a burning room. I agree. I think that's what you people are going to choose. Yeah. So I'm interested to see because we've been wrong about other stuff. Yeah. I would, no right or wrong, but we've been wrong. I would love for it to be something totally out of left field that we're not prepared for. Well, we would prepare, but yeah. Like, but like we're not prepared for right now, right? Oh my gosh. I'd like, love for oh it to be gosh, like no. a deep cut from battle studies. I thought you were going to say it was going to be um, like daughters. Oh no. Oh yeah. Your body is a wonderland. There's a great video. Okay. So there's a... I think I might have shouted them out on the last podcast. I don't mm. remember. But uh, Instagram account called John Mayer Banter. Mm -hmm. And they just posted one today because he's on tour. Where him talking about Your Body's a Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Where he's like, I'm just going to play this song with no shame. Yeah. Oh, like, he shouldn't. That's yeah. not why I don't want to cover and, it. And he's like, I, you know, would I write the song now? No. But... Yeah. This is how I felt 24 years ago. Yeah. And how often do you get to sing along with a ghost of yourself 24 years ago? Right. You know? And I want to overwhelmingly share why I don't have hate for that song. And I don't think you should be embarrassed. But that's another podcast for another day. I Same think, podcast, another episode I for think people day. might also pick Walt Grace just because you talked about it so heavy in the first episode. I, that just to let you do if that. If they do, they do. I mean, <laughs> if they don't, it'll be my pick next time. Yeah. So. All right, well, you All right thank you guys. Week. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. See you at Mayor Studies on Instagram. Bye. Till next time.